This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Another football Sunday goes by. And yet another week where we can add a big fat L to a New York team. And, you know, you think about the games that were played all over the league and especially a bunch of the games that were played in the 1 o'clock slate. I mean, you add some crazy point totals. To the point where you have to, yes, seriously maybe re-examine just about everything if you go and place a wager down on an under in an NFL game this year. I know a few of the games at four, a couple of the other games might have fit the bill, but like these overs have been hit like crazy. I mean, you're watching the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and the Chargers go back and forth down the field. Uh, Good luck to the Dallas Cowboys defense, which continues to be an absolute embarrassment as Cleveland is moving it up and down the field. Seattle and Miami, even though the Dolphins want to kick field goal after field goal after field goal, you still have points in that game. There was a whole lot of high-flying, high-powered, offensive football this place. And then you had the New York Giants. And the Giants, who are now 0-4 on a year, the Giants, who, yes, fought. And I applaud them for this after what we saw last week against the San Francisco 49ers. They fought to the bitter end in a 17-9 defeat out in Los Angeles. But I think we can acknowledge that as of right now, the Giants folks, statistically speaking, for four games, have been the worst offense in the NFL. Numbers back that up. The Giants right now are averaging 11.75 points per game. They ain't going to get you a whole lot of wins. And in this game that was played against LA, it looked early on like it was going to be ugly. The Rams took a right down the field and scored. The Giant offense off the field very quickly. But this is where I'm going to applaud the Giants this week. And listen, losses are losses. I don't think anybody right now is looking for moral victories. And I think anybody who has half a brain understands full well how far behind the eight ball this franchise currently is from being real good and being a force and being a contender. But after the Giants got themselves a fumble recovery, their defense did a fantastic job 
basically throughout the course of this game. Shutting down the LA Rams running game. Making life difficult on Jared Goff. Now, they gave up the touchdown in which LA went right down the field. And we'll get to the questionable coaching call by Joe Judge. One I, for one, did not like. But that's a Rams team that is moving the ball like crazy, right? They're averaging like 450 yards a game. They're running the ball over everybody. I think they're running for like 160, 170 yards a game. So to hold the Rams to 58 on the ground, to hold them to only 15 first downs, that's a positive step in the right direction. And you could see from Blake Martinez, who has made plays, to Bradbury, who teams don't want to throw at. I mean, I wouldn't either. Frackerel made some plays. Like, the defense, to me, was competitive. And I know you got to find something here. I know some of you probably listening say, Jay, who cares? They're, they're on four. But that's how all a ball we're dealing with currently. That's how sad a state of affairs may be within the franchise. Got to start somewhere. And after what I saw from the defense last week where they got lit up by Nick Mullins, yeah, I'll take this as a positive. But on the other side of the ball, here are realities. Worst offense, statistically speaking, in the league. And when it comes to the quarterback, who I understand does not have a whole lot to work with, right? No Saquon Barkley. The weapons around Daniel Jones not exactly going to remind you of, I don't know, what Patrick Mahomes is working with or what Dak Prescott, dare I say, is working with. But we got to look at simple numbers. Daniel Jones hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since the opener. And... At times, he was able to move the football in this game. But time after time after time, the giant offense stalled out, kicked field goals. You can't expect to kick field goals and win a National Football League if you're going to do that consistently. And... The problem that I am seeing from Daniel Jones, it's obvious. We spent so much of the offseason talking about his fumbling problem, right? Turnovers in general can't escape this quarterback. And I think the sequence and I think the play that most of you are going to focus on this morning, and the play that's probably going to haunt him until the Giants get back on the field against the Dallas Cowboys is going to be on the final drive of the game. And I'll give Daniel Jones credit for this. It looked like he was putting together a pretty competitive drive. He was on his own 20, 205 remaining. He finds Slayton for the nice hookup for 33 yards. He had that great escape out of the pocket. Uh, it was kind of reminding you of, you know, I don't want to say David Tyree, Eli Manning, but he basically escaped what I thought was a sure-to-be sack and ended up getting a 13-yard gain. And then all of a sudden, you are moving it, you are marching it, and you're thinking you're in scoring territory. 
the throw Daniel Jones made at the end of this game that got intercepted can't happen. It is a brutal, brutal, brutal look. And Jones, to his credit, said it after the game. And I think any of you could have maybe noticed it watching on the final drive of the game. Daniel Jones, second and five, Los Angeles 18-yard line. Telegraphed the pass. That was a terrific interception by Williams. Terrific interception. But it's the sort of throw you cannot make. You got running room? Take it. Don't be forcing a ball that even has the slightest chance at that point in the game to be intercepted when you got two more downs to work with. That's the sort of like awareness that you just need to have at that position. And I think of week one in the interception against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was a game-changing interception. Remember, he didn't throw the ball away. Giants were inside to steal a five-yard line and end up getting picked off. And then the Steelers ended up running away with that game. That, to me, was a very similar decision to what we saw ending this game on Sunday. And that's alarming. It's alarming. It's a play you can't make. Jones right now is not in the best of situations. But the Giants are actually running the football. We're able to do something they haven't done basically all year. They ran it for 136 yards. Now, it was very unconventional. Gallman giving you 45. Jones giving you 45. Devontae Freeman giving you 33. That is major progress. But what is not major progress is what you're seeing on the scoreboard. Giants just simply put a not scoring enough points. In what is now more than ever before, an offensive-driven and an offensive-minded league, you can't be averaging 11 or 12 points a game. And if you're going to be averaging that sort of point total, you will be staring 0-4 right in the face. So, effort level for the Giants, I think it's going to be there all year. Do I think this team is particularly talented? No, not even close. But I think the question I'm going to have now as I watch the 0-4 Giants playing Dallas next week against the Cowboy team that has all sorts of problems. And we'll detail that when we run around the league. My goodness, their defense. I don't think they could stop me, Mike Fliegelman, Peter Schwartz, and maybe a couple of guys that I'd take from a flag football field at Prospect Park. Uh, you know that? I think I could get a team right now and maybe score 30 points on the Cowboys. That's how bad they look. Giants can't move the football and score on that Cowboy defense. Then what? God's name are going to do the rest of the year. And I don't want to hear about Daniel Jones learning a new system, getting comfortable within the terminology of what Jason Garrett's looking to do. I'm not using that as an excuse. He's got to be better. We talked about how when Saquon Barkley blew out his knee two weeks ago against Chicago Bears, that more of the onus 
and that more of the responsibility was going to be falling on the shoulders of this second-year quarterback. Right now, fair is fair. He is not handling it particularly well. And it's not about, you know, how he's handling the media and, you know, the body language. It's performance. Go and do the job. Throwing for 190 yards. Throwing one touchdown on the year. That is not the sort of growth. That is not the sort of progress that I would be looking for. If there is a silver lining for the Giants as this season progresses, to me, it's twofold. One, you're playing quite possibly in the worst division in football. Actually, it's not possible. Not quite possible. I should rephrase that. You are playing in the worst division in football. Find me one that's worse. Can't do it. Philadelphia getting a win on Sunday night, moved in the first place. They're 1-2-1 on the year. And we know they have issues galore. Dallas and Philadelphia will be the teams to rise from the ashes and compete for this division. But you would hope later in the year, you have an offensive Giants team that is making the sort of strides that maybe we're seeing on defense. Very weird to look at the Giants with the way they've played the last few years and actually commend the defense. Like, I'm not used to doing that. I almost feel like in many ways it's like bizarro world for me. It's like, wow, I'm coming on the air and actually giving the Giants defensively love? I am. That was a good performance today. Not love with the Cooper Cup drive in which he scores a touchdown. And this is where I got to take Joe Judge to task. You got a fourth and four at the Ram 48. And you're under, what, 10 minutes to go? You got to be going for that. I'm always of the mindset when in doubt, I want my team to go. I had that exact same situation in the Dolphin game today when they were down five. They're kicking a field goal. You can't do that against Russell Wilson. And if you're the Giants, you can't be doing that when you're a double-digit underdog on the road. You got to go for it there in that spot. And I had no problem with the Giants going for it down eight, fourth and 11 from the Rams' 31-yard line. You have to go. Some would say kick the field goal. That way you only need a touchdown to win. No, 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 no. I'm down eight points. If I'm down six points, maybe I think differently. Where a field goal could, dare I say, tie it. Or maybe I'm down five points where a field goal, dare I say, could win it. I need the touchdown anyway. I'm rolling the dice. I'm taking a shot fourth and 11. No problem with that sort of logic. Fourth and four, though, is coaching scared. And I guess Judge was trying to put in his defense in a one-point game. He's saying, I'm going to trust my defense. Didn't work. Because that's when they went right down the field and scored another touchdown. But... By the time we hit the end of this year, I know the Giants are going to lose a whole lot of games. I hope that their effort and I hope that their progression from where they are quarter way through the year and where they are, let's say, in December is a whole lot different. And 
Most importantly, that's the quarterback. Quarterback does not look as comfortable and does not look as confident as he did a year ago. Staring down way too many receivers, making way too many bad decisions, and turning the football over way too much. Daniel Jones not playing with a football. Got to change that. You think I'm wrong, look at the numbers. They back me up. Daniel Jones got to be better. Whole lot better. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 